All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode one of Life in North Dallas. I am Eric, the voice Manto, along with Lewis, the eyes Manto. He does have some beautiful eyes, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> so How here are we? we are. We're here to uh, talk a little bit about life in North Dallas, of course, and what it means to live and work here and all the great things we have coming down the road. You're going to love it. So, Sounds pretty uh, amazing to me. Why don't we get right into it, Lou? Absolutely. I mean, I think we should tell everybody kind of what we're here to do. You know, our, our mission as a channel is to share the most current and exciting North Dallas market trends, the quality of life experiences, and the areas of interest, so that we can be your go-to experts in North Dallas. We hope you enjoy as we explore the communities, lifestyles, and living here in North Dallas. That pretty much sums it up. I think Very it does. Nicely said. Very pretty nicely good said. job. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, sure. That's you know, why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> so let's get right into it. I mean, Eric, why why do we get into this business? So, you know, we are real estate agents here in North Texas. That's not necessarily a new thing to a lot of people, but for us, you know, this is a new venture. And uh, we're here to share what we've learned living here for the last 20 plus years in North Dallas. It's a long time. And seeing it grow from literally cotton fields to fields of, uh, you know, grain and prosperousness, mm. right? That cotton is, fields and the cotton gin, right? Exactly. Here in Prosper, exactly. exactly. No, uh, so, stuff. yeah, for sure. You know, this area is a boom town. It's growing at a rapid rate, and we want to help you navigate where it is to live and work and what opportunities are available for you. So that's kind of what our intention is here. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's very exciting. The real estate market, I think both of us have a high value of how real estate can help people to boost their lives and make their lives better and create wealth and do some really amazing things through real estate. Also, Obviously, you're listening to our podcast now, and so we're going to be big in the content creation market, and so we're going to be putting out a lot of valuable content for you guys. That's really a big part of what we want to do. We don't want to scream to the world that we're just realtors. We want to bring value to our listeners. We want to help you guys get the insights to all these little towns here in North Dallas. There's been a ton of people moving to this area. And what I've seen, and I think what Eric has seen as well, is that there's not a lot of information about these areas. And so we want to share that information, the good places to eat, the good places to stay, the school districts. You're going to see we're going to dive into those, a big part of it, and pretty much everything else that goes with that. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, you know, kind of a, a atypical way of looking at things. You know, anybody can go out there and record man on the street, you know, this is what this house and neighborhood looks like. This exactly. is what the shopping mall looks like and all that. But, you know, through my experience here in the North Dallas area, you know, knowing superintendents and principals and mayors mm. and, you know, city leaders and things like that, we have a lot of access to those individuals. We're going to get them on the podcast and have a chance for them to sit down and give us a little bit of insight as to what makes their individual city and town great. I mean, wow. these towns are only now, Lewis, really just beginning to pop, right? I kind of would say the, the area north of 380, Highway 380 is a major thoroughfare that goes all the way across the top of the state of Texas. And it really kind of is a dividing line between 
you know, North Dallas and far North Dallas, if you oh, really yeah. want to look at it that way. And with the tollway coming right up through our neighborhood, you know, it's just opening up these shopping centers and new retail spaces and neighborhoods. I mean, all the way from here to the Oklahoma border. So it's going to be an exciting several wow. years coming up. And, uh, you know, we want to help you kind of see and watch the, the progress of that and, and hopefully give you some great content that you'll say, wow, this is a cool place. We want to be a part of that. And that's amazing. You know, honestly, that's kind of how we felt when we moved here originally to Frisco, right? In yep. 2001. Absolutely. And in Frisco, we lived across the street for a short time from the Stonebriar Mall and everything around it. There was nothing there. Fields. Zero. You know, it was it was literally emptiness. And today, I mean, you could barely find an open plot of land in that space from from Stonebriar Mall to our home here in North uh, Prosper. So there's been a lot of growth in that area. And now it's going to jump that 380 corridor and really start to blow up here in uh, far North Dallas. Oh, yeah. And it is happening quick. And really, when you say it like that, it is all the way up to the Oklahoma border. I mean... Sherman, Denison, Pottsboro, all those places are all blowing up right now. And that's what we're going to dig into for you guys, which is so, so exciting. Um, so just a little bit of our goals, you know, we do. We want to provide value to you guys. And so any comments you think that are necessary, anything you want to hear, we want you to let us know. We see a lot of market experts out there, mortgage loan officers, insurance agents, people of that nature. And we love those people and we work with those people all the time. But I feel like the content market is a little bit flooded with those people. And so we're not going to dive into that so much as much as we are going to dive into the value of these small towns here in North Dallas and what they can bring to your family and your lifestyle. And really, if you're, if you're coming to this area, you are looking to start a business, open a business. I mean, think about it. You know, the, the town of Salina, which really I live, we live in Salina on the Prosper border. And, uh, you know, Salina will eventually have, they have about 30,000 people in their geography today. And over the next 20 years, projected to grow out to somewhere over 350,000 people. So literally going to create another city right here. And, uh, you know, if you've got a business that caters to growing families and other businesses, well, heck, this is a great place to get in on the ground floor. Because people need all those services, all those amenities from chiropractors to the businesses that are here are flooded with business. They There's are. They really are. So much business to go around. We have, I know Eric and I have an abundance mindset. And there's so much business up here that it's easy to have that mindset because you can have business and I can have business and we're both going to live great, successful Absolutely. lives, I mean, which is uh, exciting. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's, that's the good news here is that there's plenty of, there's plenty of sand on the beach for everybody. There's no need to try to hoard it all. We can't certainly sell everybody that comes here a home. We'd love to, but we know that that's not realistic, but guess what? We're going to sell our fair share of houses and we're also going to make a lot of new friends. And that's really what we like to do. We like to meet people. We like to, uh, kind of share some of the things that we've learned. I mean, through our through our travel throughout the Metroplex, I mean, my goodness, if if you want to know where the best places to eat, where the great school districts are, where the great places to go to play putt-putt golf or top golf or pickleball or pickleball, forget about it. We're going to help you out with all that <laughs> stuff. So, you know, that's that's part of the cool thing. And, 
you know, my background coming here to North Dallas in 2001 from the Washington, D.C. area, lived there for uh, about 15 years, met my wife there, had all three of our children, Nicholas, Philip, and Lewis, all born in the Alney, Maryland area, and uh, took a job change in 2001 in the yearbook publishing business and came to North Texas. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. How do we how do we have all these connections in the schoolhouse that we're going to be able to bring to people? So, you know, for me, I've been in the school product business since really 1988. So, wow. uh, you know, 35 years almost. I do forget years. that you're an old man sometimes. Well, thank you. appreciate that, young man. Uh, you know, you're only as, as young as you feel, as old as you look, whatever, however that goes. But for me, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's been Groundhog Day every year because I go to schoolhouses and I'm another year older, but the kids are always the same age. All so right, uh, right, I've spent right. a lot of time helping students learn the ins and outs of desktop publishing and photography. And then in the letter jacket business, helping students recognize their achievements and through that meeting, coaches and teachers and principals and superintendents and city leaders right over the last 20 years alone right here in North Texas. And those people have gone on to other things and, you know, we've maintained friendships with people all across the country. So, you know, that's been, that's been one way that I've been able to network myself within the communities. Uh, you know, I've got a military background. I spent six years in the Navy back in after high school. So, you know, I have hmm. an affinity for what you do in the Navy. That's a great question. So, you know, I, contrary to popular belief, I was a fire controlman, which has nothing to do with fighting fires and everything to do with missile fire control. So I worked as a radar technician on a ship, and what we did was we maintained equipment that tracked and literally destroyed enemy uh, aircrafts and or ships as necessary. So, you know, it was an exciting time in my uh, early 20s and travel the world. And uh, I've loved doing that all my life. Heck, you know, I've been traveling since I was younger than that with my parents back in the day, growing up in South Florida. So, you know, traveling is something I love, and I've hopefully imparted that on all of my kids. Oh, I've definitely gotten that gene. I love to travel around the world, and that's been... I've had the fortunate ability to have you and my mother as my parents, and y'all have allowed me to travel pretty extensively around a lot of the world, and... So as some other things, I've traveled with Boy Scouts. I am an Eagle Scout, as are both of my older brothers. So we carry that discipline along with us. And uh, our family lives have been great here in the North Dallas area, which is why we want to share that. And really, you've done a couple of unique things with respect to scouting, not just here in Texas, of course, getting to do things like spend sure. a night on an aircraft carrier down in Galveston. Mm. and Lexington. Uh, you know, things of that nature. But, you know, tell folks about some of the, the big events that you've gotten to do. For sure. Well, definitely Boy Scouts is a a high-value thing for most young men, I believe. It uh, creates a lot of discipline and a lot of structure in people's lives that sometimes isn't there. Um, for me, I had that anyway, but both my brothers were Eagle Scouts. It was something that I needed to do and I loved doing. It took me, one of the first places it took me is probably going to sound small, but it took me up to West Virginia. Or is it Virginia? I think it's no, West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. Exactly. West Virginia. West Virginia for a national jamboree, which is just scouts and Boy Scouts from all over the country gathering. And for a two-day period, we were the fastest and largest growing city for that two days. We had about 300,000 people moving into one almost like 15-acre area just 
exploding, which was pretty awesome to see. And it was more than 15 acres. I got to believe, it, it, you know, the Beckley. Uh, For sure. It was massive. It was probably. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. But it was huge. nevertheless, it, was huge. it felt. It felt, it felt quite uh, felt small. Cozy. You, were, you were nice and close together, and there's lots of patch trading and nerdy things going on, which I love to do, and a bunch of fun activities with that. Um, probably the bigger place is Japan. I got to go there with the World Jamboree, so that's scouts from all over the country, and most people probably don't know this, but you, the United and all over the world, really. Uh, but the United States is up until I think two or three years ago was the only place that only did Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Every other country pretty much has Scouts, which means boys and girls in the same troops. Now they sleep in different tents or their respective tents, right? Male, female tents, whatever, whatever. Uh, But it's Scouts from all over the world. And so I got to visit the Yamaguchi Prefecture out in Japan for about two weeks where I stayed in a tent with me and my buddy, Owen. And uh, Shout out to Owen. Shout out Owen and... And we got to really experience where there was a Norwegian troop, ne- troop next to me, a French troop to the other side, and a Colombian troop to one side. I was eating fried ants and weird oh my. uni Japanese thingies and and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. I was waking up at 5 a.m. to cook breakfast for the troop every morning because if you can't tell already, we're a big food family. We love oh to boy. eat. And when you love to eat, you got to love to cook too. And so that's something that, in my experience, I've done a lot of. I worked at... Rudy's Barbecue here in Texas, which if you like barbecue, you got to love Rudy's. I've also worked at a couple of different restaurants. I'm a pizza connoisseur. I can make a damn good pizza and love to eat a damn good pizza too. And so as you'll see, we're, we're going to travel through a lot of food on this journey and a lot of schools and a lot of real estate. It's going to be a mix of the best things here in the North Texas area, which is really, really exciting. Yeah. And, you know, certainly through our eyes, uh, you know, we're going to be able to share that with you and, you know, hopefully you'll connect with us on that level and uh, see some things that, that resonate with you. I mean, again, to kind of piggyback on, on what Lewis was saying, you know, me traveling as a young man before I went out on my own, my parents took me, I was the youngest of four kids, right? My other brothers and sisters were eight, nine and 10 years older than me, but you know, they took me to Europe back in 1974 for three mm. months, and we traveled extensively throughout Europe. Well, it, that will that will definitely ignite your travel senses pretty heavily, right? So going in the Navy right after high school, more traveling, the Middle East, Europe, above the Arctic Circle, you know, Latin America, Caribbean, right? So those places. And then, you know, in my work career here over the last 30 years, I had an opportunity to own a territory where I was selling to uh, American schools in Asia, right? So on military bases in Japan, Okinawa, Korea, Singapore, places like that. So I had a chance to travel over there. And again, experiencing the food culture in those countries made me want to bring those desires back here to Texas. And now Texas has grown to the point where there's a lot more diversity and what we find in the food culture here, I mean... Oh, you talk about it all the time with the pho places that have popped up. Oh I mean, gosh. oh, man, I love a good I mean, pho. you know, when Oof. we first came to Texas in 2001, you you could barely find fried rice anywhere, right? Mm. Some and, of these Vietnamese bakeries with their French breads exactly. can... Oh, it's they insane. They knock it out of the park. So now we have, you know, full-blown H-Town, which is a Korea uh, mm. superstore center. Mm. You have the 99 Ranch, which has got... You know, mm. a diversity of all the Asian cultures. We've got Jimmy's downtown for Italian mm. food, a grocery deli. You know, 
we a, a huge a huge influx of of South Asian, Indian, Bangladeshi foods are now in the area, which again were few and far between 20 years ago. And guess what? Now they're starting to make their way up to far north Dallas. So we have yeah. an Indian restaurant here in Prosper. Who would have thought? You know, we got great pizza. Oh yeah, all over the area here. So, you know, those items that you've been looking for. Heck, you know, the Chicagoans will will appreciate the fact that there's a Portillo's opening up in Grandscape, where Nebraska Furniture Mart is, which is really like oh, yeah, the Disneyland of of furniture shopping, just down and uh, 20 minutes away from us, right? And that's a uh, <clears throat> an Italian uh, Chicago food eatery that has some really cool things from that area. So we're really starting to see some growth and a variety of foods that are coming to this area that people are going to really enjoy having. And of course, as well, upscale eateries such as places in the star where the Cowboys work out or in legacy West legacy East, you know, and we're starting to see some of those restaurants even making their way up to our part of uh, North Dallas. So those things are all the kind of things that we want to share with you so that, you know, you're not blindly thinking, oh, gosh, why do I want to move to North Dallas? Well, What's guess even what? here, right? Yeah. It's like, what do we got? There's so much here. And what, you know, what we what we what I find, you know, comparatively speaking of my time in D.C., you know, the traffic is growing, but it's not nearly as bad as it was in D.C. or in oh, Southern gosh. California. Right. No, where one yeah. of the, you know, where Phil Lewis's brother went to school in South Car- South Florida. Where did he go to school in, in California? In San wow. Diego, sorry. It's a good thing this is a test run, huh? <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but, you know, the traffic on the 5 or on the yeah. 15 is, is not unbelievable. Only place to avoid, in my mind, is 380. It's it's a great road, and it doesn't expand across the entirety of North Texas for the most part. But over in this side of the woods, which is pretty much the middle of 380, if you can stay off of it, I would. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, you know, it's it's a necessary it's a good dividing get, line. Yeah. And the tollway now, you know, is getting ready to cross over 380 and officially have a flyover there. So that's just going to accelerate your commute into the Plano area, into oh, north yeah. south Frisco, into Dallas, Addison, those places. So It's going to open up up here. It's going to really yeah, make it absolutely. a lot easier to live in some of these far north places, which is what we want to cover. That's yeah, exciting. for sure. I mean, not everybody has to work in downtown Dallas. Or, exactly. You know, J.P. Morgan is now at Legacy West and NTT Data. You've got Toyota's world headquarters is right here in Plano. So, you know, we're certainly close to the action. Absolutely. Uh, and some of the most amazing facilities. Talk about the schools. When you get to see, when we show you some of the facilities that these kids have, a lot of these oh, kids, wow. you know, find when they go off to college, my goodness, I, I'm going to a small college. It doesn't have as nice a facility as the one I played high school football in. So, certainly, you know, it's definitely, there's a lot of really cool things to to have here and uh you know we think once you get here you're gonna love it yeah that's that's really exciting well i guess let's dive into some of the nitty-gritty of what we're here to do now every week on this podcast we're gonna have a guest on that's our goal every week we're gonna have a guest on from a city that we are going to be highlighting for that month every month we're gonna have a highlight city every week we'll have a guest from that city be it a business owner a school teacher a principal a mayor a city council member, whomever it may be, that's our goal is to share really the nitty-gritty of what's in the towns. Now, to start that off, we're coming into the end of 2022 here, and so we kind of want to give a little bit of market update for what happened in 2022. There's been a lot of news, and when you watch the news 
in my opinion, you're, you're getting a really, really zoomed out scope of the country and you're not getting local market data. And Absolutely. so that's what we want to give to people. So we're going to kind of jump here and we're going to go into some of our market research. Now, a lot of what we want to give people is just kind of the basic stuff, right? What's what's the average days on market? What's the market like in this area? Um, and, and you know, before, yeah. before we get into some of that, the specifics of that, I think it's important to note that given the rapid growth that we're experiencing here in Texas, I mean, it's no secret that North Texas is growing rapidly. And, you know, as a consequence of that, you know, our real estate market has been pretty on fire for the last couple of years. Now, certainly, like everybody else, it has slowed down a little bit, right? Because that happens. people aren't, you know, moving as quickly. There's higher interest rates, et cetera. There's some ways around that. But nevertheless, you know, we're maintaining a pretty high growth rate. We're maintaining a pretty stable uh, housing market with respect to number of days in the market, the the uh, pricing of homes. We haven't seen a huge backslide of pricing, right? There has been some adjustment in the marketplace, but Absolutely. still affordable and people still need to move here and to leave here. So, you know, we want to make sure that you kind of see from our perspective, from Collin County, Dallas County, Denton County, Tarrant County, you know, those are the kind of the big surrounding counties from the Metroplex, you know, oh, what's yeah. going on in those markets. Absolutely. And, and that's a really good point to make is is what we're going to focus on right here just for this summary of our area is the Collin County area. We feel like for right now, uh, for today's podcast, that's going to hit kind of a, a, a more detailed but still broad overview of the cities and towns that we're going to be diving into um, in the months to come, right? And so I guess what we want to start with here is we kind of just want to go through quarter by quarter and show y'all what's been happening, what's what's that cyclical trend look like for this last year, and where have we been? And so that's where we'll start is here in January of 2022. And so we're going to start uh, with the days on market. And so just to give you all a little bit of background and some knowledge about the real estate industry, there's a seller's market and a buyer's market. You've probably all heard those terms. What a seller's market is, is pretty much any time you have less than six months of inventory on the market. In other words, if not another house got listed, nobody else up here wanted to sell their home within the next six months, by six months, there would be no more homes left. So, I mean, when you ask me, that's a long, long time, six months, but that's a seller's market. And so that means that anything six months or greater, so if you've got seven months of inventory, that's when you're going to be a buyer's market. That is when buyers are really, really, really going to start getting the leverage because at some point your house needs to sell. And if it's on the market for seven months, you're going to be ready to sell, right? That makes sense. And so that's what we're going to talk about pretty much over the last year. Honestly, over the last two years, since January of 2021, we have yet to get into a buyer's market. It, okay. it hasn't happened. And to be honest with you, with you folks, we're a good bit away. So let's just stay there. Does that mean, though, that there's no opportunities for buyers and there's there's no special plans for buyers to use? Is that what that means? That's absolutely incorrect. Exactly, right? So there's still a ton of advantageous routes to buy a home. There's a lot of different things, 2-1 buy-downs and stuff like that. 
Um, and your mortgage lenders and people and experts in those areas are going to be able to help you with that. And we know all those people. So if you want to work with us. Very true. We know a lot of bodies. In that exactly. Place. So we're going to be able to connect you with that. And we're going to be able to help you out. So if you want to buy a house, it's not impossible. But it's just not a buyer's market. And that's okay. So in January of 2021, just to let you know, there was an average of 57 days on market. And so in any seven-day period or any week of time, you would have 57 days if not another house came on the market until there was no more houses left. So that's almost two months, which is, that's a hot market. I mean, that is on fire. Now, of course, that's a that's an average, right? There were homes selling in days and hours, right? Oh, yeah. But this is, you know, a compilation. And so that's still a pretty low That's an low average for number. a county. That's yeah. average for a county. Exactly. So that's not a specific city. That's just kind of a, a broad overview of this North Dallas area. And it's really just one area. This is, I mean, it's expansive up here. There's a lot of real estate to cover up and, here. And, you know, Collin County is, a, you know, Comparatively speaking, for counties around the rest of the country, this is a large county. Massive. We, we probably want to have those numbers in front of us at some point. But it's, yeah. you know, it's a very massive area. And it encompasses, you know, the Plano area, which is a, a very densely populated area, uh, all the way up here to Prosper and Salina, where it's not so much a densely populated area at this point. It's uh, growing rapidly. Okay, but it's not, you know, densely populated. So we have a, a real mix of, you know, rural and suburban types of things going on. You know, 886 square miles is how Holy big, crap. you know, how big that is. I mean, comparatively speaking, Ooh. plug in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, Lewis, for instance. So if you put in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, G-O-M-E-R-Y, there it is. So... Montgomery County, Maryland is 500 square miles. So 300 square mile difference wow. county to county. That is, that's huge. And Montgomery County was a pretty big county, right? But again, wow. compared to Collin County, which is one of four counties in the, you know, bigger part of the Metroplex. Absolutely. You know, we have somewhere on the order of seven to eight million people now living in the Metroplex. So, wow. you know, that's, that's a lot of people spread out here and you know, not that's a lot of people and, and a lot of information and a lot of data to yeah, cover, right? Really and so, is. really is. So yeah. So but that's here. kind of our, our our quarter one of 2022. We stayed right around in the 35 to 55 days on market. This is what we're seeing, right? And so, at March is when it starts going down, and and we're gonna have this graph up here for y'all to see, and you're really gonna see how cyclical the real estate market is. There's times of year when people are buying houses more, which means that there's less houses on the market. And there's times of year when people are not buying houses. I would say right now at the end of the year is one of those times, one of the latter times when, you know, it's Christmas, it's New Year's, it's Thanksgiving. People, you know, they might be thinking about moving, but they're really not ready to make a move. They've got things going on. They've got their decorations up. They, they don't want to ruin their lives. And I don't blame them. <laughs> they don't want to uproot their lives. Not necessarily ruin, <laughs> just uproot, uproot their lives. You're right. That's a better but word. But they are starting to think about the fact, okay, gosh, you know, Johnny and Mary are in school and, uh, you know, they're going to need to be in a new school come September, August, September. So, yep. you know, we're probably going to need a house. I mean, I've got a couple of clients right now that said, you know, Eric, I'm, I'm leasing a house right now. I need to be in a new home by May. 
right? And that's yeah, totally exactly. get in the house, get settled, lay, learn the lay of the land so that, you know, they can start sports, right? You know, two a days for football start in the beginning of August or band camp starts in June, July. If you're really about it, you're going to the strength and conditioning camps all summer exactly. with coaches, right? So, exactly. so you've got a whole summer of work for those kids to do. So, so it makes sense that right now we're probably, probably in our slowest market in terms of buyers and sellers, but it's getting the switch is going to be flipped here in, in just a couple of days. Come January 1, the, the hunt will be on. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. And so I guess let's let's kind of move on to quarter two. Let's just tell people again, just just a, a spoiler alert. I think I already said this, but we have yet to be in a buyer's market and we're not going to be in a buyer's market. So all of this is going to be seller's market. It's just different variations within that seller's the market. The good news, however, if I can if I can interject here real quick, is that, you know, a year ago, if you wanted to buy a house in Collin County, you were going to probably pay Fifty to one hundred thousand dollars above the asking price, just to have mm. a chance to move into that house, right? Emphasis and so, on just to have a chance. Yeah, literally, just to have a chance. And I mean, I we have friends that you know tried to buy a home, but were you know they were seventy five thousand dollars in above asking, still didn't get it. Yeah. So you know that is now gone. So you now have a chance, buyers. You have an opportunity to buy a home for minimally asking price and maybe even getting some benefits back from the sellers. Well, and let's look at this number real quick. I think, I think we were talking about this before we even started the podcast yep. and that's, you know, right now in December of 2023, 51, 51% of the homes on the market have had a price decrease. So they've been reducing their price because their houses haven't been selling. Now it's only been a month and a half, two months. Sure. But because of the way the market's been, houses selling in one, two, three days, sellers are getting scared. Sure. Sellers are getting scared. Well, the it, market is adjusting, right? It's got exactly. to adjust to, you know, equilibrium here a little bit. So certainly there's going to be some price adjustment to go along with that. And that price adjustment may not necessarily be a reduction in price. It could also be the seller helping to buy down some of the interest rate a lot of that. Loan, right? We've seen a lot of that, right? These two one buy downs that, you know, our guy Brian Tut talks about. Shout out to Brian. Oh, and Brian. And um, but there's a lot of that out there where you can lower your interest rate from even what the Fed makes you have, right? Or what your thing because yeah, you get them the to pay it down. Is, right? You can get a buy, rate. you can buy down the rate and that helps out. So there's some opportunities for that. But exactly. Uh, I digress. Good. Continue with your uh, analysis. Yeah, ab absolutely. Okay, cool. So, so here in April, we're looking, so this is where that cyclical stuff comes in. And so the time on market really, really started to fall here in the April, uh, really March, March is when it started. April, you're seeing this trend. I mean, it looks like a daggum water slide over here. It just shoots all the way down to about 24 days on market in April, May, we're going down, down, down 24, 23, 22, all the way down here, we hit you know, that's weird that it's telling me 26, even though it's lower, but the graph shows what the graph shows. And so it's definitely lower. I mean, that was in, in June and August is essentially when we were getting our licenses. Yeah, July, August, July, yeah, July, August, sometime in there. And all we heard about was multiple offers on homes, above listing price, all above listing price. And 
home selling one day, two days, not on the market for very long at all. So um, it was a hellfire of a market. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely smoking hot. It was hot. And then as you get into quarter three, as you can see on our graph, the trends start going back up, right? We're starting to get in that holiday time frame. Kids are already in school. We're not trying to change schools. And so maybe your single people are still buying houses. Exactly. And- this is a great time. You know, that, that fall time frame, if you don't have kids, right, is a great time to be looking because, hey, you, you've got more time on your hands to shop. And, uh, you know, sellers may be a little bit more willing to negotiate with you. So just food for thought on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially, you know, what we've been seeing in the trend for the last really almost two years is single women are buying houses more so than single men. This is true. And so, you know, you single women out there that are trying to boss up your life and, and get out of the patriarchy, go ahead and do that. Contact us. Let us know how we can help you. Um, (laughs) I digress. So yeah, September, we start bumping up 48 days, 51 days, 55 days, 56 days, November, December, we're moving into quarter four. (coughs) (coughs) Well, anyway, oh, maybe, yeah. Whoops. Um, that's what editing is for. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so 60, 61 days, 62 days, all the way up until now we're in December here, December 23rd. So we're almost to New Year's. Happy New Year's. And we're sitting right at around that 75, 76 days on market. So that's, you know, you're pushing on two and a half months of time on market, which if you remember kind of what we said at the beginning of this is six months on market is when you get into a buyer's market. So we're not even to the halfway point getting to a buyer's market, which is honestly kind of crazy to think about. Now, the other good part about that, you know, the other the other distinguishing feature of a buyer's market and a seller's market is the number of homes, the amount of inventory that's out there, right? Absolutely. So right now in Collin County, we're looking at inventory of somewhere around 2,300 homes for sale. And, wow. uh, you know, if we go back to, uh, well, gosh, it's been, it's been running pretty close to that all year, it looks like. Yeah, you know, absolutely. 2,300. It's just they were selling faster and faster. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, you know, we've got we got more homes available on the market. We've got a lot of new construction in, the, in North Dallas, which is really exciting. Tons of new construction. And, uh, you know, all these builders, guess what? They are highly incentivized. They don't want homes sitting in the market. They know the interest rates are high. So guess what? They're offering all kinds of incentives. Tons and tons of it. Now, with that, you know, if I, if I'm a buyer of a home, What's going to happen if I just walk into a home builder and say, hey, I want to buy one of your homes? Am I, how much protection do I have? Am I safe to do that? Should I do that? I mean, you certainly are able to do that. Do we recommend doing that? No. Why not? Because? Well, to me, it's, it's a straight up risk factor thing, right? And safety. And so builders have incentive to sell their homes, as we just said. They don't want those homes sitting on the market. And what they can do is, and what they do do is, we have promulgated contracts as required by TREC as real estate agents that we have to sign. TREC, what what is TREC? TREC is the Texas Real Estate Commission. Thank you. They're they're the governing body of real estate Exactly. They they tell me what I can and can't do and what I can and can't sign, what I can and can't put on the signing things. Yes. And so, now, home builders, 
they do not have to listen to Trek. They have lawyers. They make their own contracts. And if I'm not mistaken, this is this is where the horror stories come in, people, is when you go straight into a home builder and you say, I want to buy a home today. And they sell you a home and you move into the home and there's no crown molding and there's a bunch of patchy spots in the paint in the wall and none of the stair railings are screwed in properly and all these things. And the second you try and contact the salesman that sold you that home, they're not even answering the phone. This is true. Yeah. Not so, everywhere. And they're not all horror stories. But oh, there's, there's some definitely some great home builders out there. But I would say the most times people have the biggest success with home builders is when they are represented by a buyer's agent for themselves. So that way they have somebody who knows how to look at those home builders contracts and they know how to talk with those home builders in and order to get the job done. And, you know, we as real estate agents, you know, our job is buying and selling homes for customers. Right? Exactly. So we are, you know, trained negotiators on how to get the best and the most for our customer, right? So that's 100%. our, and we don't get compensated by you, the buyer. You know, we're being compensated by the builder. So, you know, we're, we're incented to help you get the most for your dollar. And, and I we think have, and we're going to know tricks of the trade, if you will. We're going to have inside knowledge about different oh, yeah. builders and, and who, you know, who can do what for us and how we can help you get, you know, sometimes your house is supposed to be ready on January 1, but it's not ready until February 1. Well, then what do you do, right? So we can help buyers negotiate with the builder for maybe an Paying extended for that lease. Airbnb, yeah, right? Or an Airbnb, whatever exactly. it is, you know, we can help those individuals. So that's, you know, that's why we would, you know, recommend that you don't just do it all on your own. Yes, it is. Mm. You're not, you're not, you're not going to hurt yourself by having an agent on your side. We want to help you have a great experience. And oh, by the way, we're pretty nice people. We want we want to make some new friends and help you guys move into the area. So. so you know, I would say so for sure. We yeah. we definitely <laughs> like to have fun. That's one of our core values is is having Absolutely. fun with our clients and making sure that we make this process as stress free, painless as possible, and as painless as possible. Painless. We want painless. Exactly, and that is. You know, you touched on a big key point there that I think a lot of people don't understand is, you know, as a buyer, you don't, you're not paying the agent. The homeowner is paying the agent. They are, Precisely. they are paying. So no matter what the home price is, is you're going to look at a home that's within your price range and then the home seller is going to pay you. And so that's the real beauty of it is that we get to work for you on your behalf and get paid by somebody else, which is really nice. Um, and we get to tell you different things. You know, a lot of home buyers, th there are a lot of other expenses other than just your down payment on a home, you know, appraising values, inspection costs, closing costs. I mean, there's there, a myriad, a myriad there, of things. There's a myriad of things, a, a bunch of different things that can fall into there. But we help you know that and we help you, you know, we can help you get with somebody who can look at your finances and tell you exactly what you need in order to figure those things out, which is, in my opinion, is extremely valuable. Now, something else we can touch on briefly here, I'm sure, but, you know, I think there's a lot of, I hate to say, media-generated fear right now about, oh, don't buy a new home. Don't buy a home because the interest rates are so high. Guess what? Mm. You know, the first house uh, my wife Sharon and I bought back in Maryland, you know, in What was the interest rate house, on that? I think we paid... 12 or 14% interest on that house in 1988. 
right? So, wow. You know, you think 7% is high, try 12 to 14%. Guess what? You know, they say marry the house date and the rate. date the rate. Meaning Who's that? That's Dave Ramsey, isn't it? Could be Dave That's Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. We, we love old Dave I Ramsey. I love Dave. Uh, and what that translates to is, you know, if you find a home, you love it, you know, buy the house. The rates are going to change. You are going to be able to refinance. And that's where some of these three, two, one buy-down opportunities are going to help you get in at a, at a lower rate today. Now, because of the Dodd-Frank Act of 2008, where you've got to qualify for the home based on today's rate and today's yep. income, you're going to qualify for that home. But, you know, wouldn't it be nice to move in and have a two or $300 a month less of a mortgage payment My for gosh. the first year, and then it's going to slide up a little bit the second year? But by year three, you know, interest rates are going to, you know, probably mediate and come back a little bit. So the opportunity to refinance a couple of years down the road, and oh, by the way, you know, your income may have gone up as well. Things are going to be a little bit more affordable that way. But, you know, the best the best time to buy a house is today. Not 100%. You know, it's not going to be any easier a year from now. Don't think that, oh, I'll well, wait for the rate to come well, down. Well, really, I think I think colloquially, is that a word, colloquially? Sounds pretty close to me. It sounds good, right? Sure. The, the, I think the best time to buy a house was 20 years ago, right? Well, I, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to make people feel, even myself, feel bad. Yeah, I wish that. I could have. I would have been four years old. I don't know what I could have uh, qualified for, Probably but. A, a, a it would have been nice. It would have been nice. Although that was before 2008, right? So, I mean, maybe they could have hey, qualified. You could have. Hey, I could have. Hey, you know? no, but that's, that's something sure. that I kind of wanted to dive into is just that the difference in the market today from 2008. I know a lot of you have heard about a recession coming, and I know Q2. Q2 and Q3, we were kind of in the downward trend. And then Q4, our, mar our, our market actually jumped into an upward trend, which people find kind of interesting and weird. And But, um, you know, I heard a fun fact the other day, and it's that in 2020 and 2021, they no longer allowed foreclosures on homes during COVID. This is true. And so the reason I bring that up is because a lot of what I've been hearing in the news lately is just about all these foreclosures that are happening and it's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. Well, when you've stopped and, and not allowed foreclosures to happen for a year and a half, I feel like that's a pretty blatantly obvious reason to have extra foreclosures. So yeah, it's going to catch up at some point. Exactly, It's going to catch up. The people that couldn't pay their mortgage then probably can't pay their mortgages now. And so those things happen. There's people like that in the market. It's an unfortunate thing. I wish that they'd had me as a realtor because I'd have told them, listen, you should just keep renting because honestly, you're not going to be able to afford this house. But nonetheless, you know, with that said, for for my people out there that are looking to buy homes, there's more foreclosures coming onto the market. That creates opportunity for you. That creates houses at cheaper prices and lower prices in better areas that you can get into, which is very exciting. Yeah, I, I just got the time signal. It's looked like we're we're running down, and we really appreciate you guys listening today. I think we've had a, a lot of fun today, and it's been a great first experience doing this podcast. What do you think? No, totally. This is uh, you know for for me, you know one of my one of my avocations, the thing I like to do. Uh, you know, I'm a football stadium announcer, right? So yeah, yeah during yeah. Uh, football season, you'll find me at Children's Health Stadium announcing. Prosper ISD football. We have three fabulous teams, the Prosper Eagles, the uh, Rock Hill Blue Hawks, and soon-to-be Walnut Grove Wildcats. So 
Wow. You know, you'll see me there, and uh, my man Lou is going to be my spotter. So and I'll he'll see be you there. The booth. And uh, then you can find me on the basketball court for Prosper High School basketball. So, yes, sir. That's exciting. Know, we we do like having headphones on and a microphone in front of us, and uh, it's something we're know, used to. I feel like at this entertaining point, isn't it? is what we do best, and uh, yeah, know, that's we exciting. We want to make sure you get some content out of it at the same time. So, all right, thank you guys again for joining with us. Like and subscribe to the podcast. As we said at the beginning, we've got. Tons of guests. We've already got a bunch lined up for the coming weeks. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Anybody I know? You know, you actually were the one who contacted them and got them on the show because of your contacts. So I think you know some of them. But just to give you all a heads up, I do know the mayor of Prosper, Texas. So that's the first town we're diving into. His honor, David Bristol. His honor. His honor. Yes, David Bristol, Mr. Mayor. And you know, David Bristol is a former fighter pilot. That's going to be exciting. Y'all are going to have a lot to talk about about the military stuff, aren't you? If it flies, it dies. But I mean, we'd like to shoot down things, but we'd like to also know what they fly. Should we call him Maverick? Is that? That's not his call sign. Hey, Mav. Can't do that. Come on, Mav. Can't do that, Mav. Can't do that, Come on, Mav. No. No. But then after that, we're going to have the the three principals on. So none of these are in a particular order yet, but we're definitely going to have Nick Jones, principal of Prosper High School, coming on. We'll have Terry Mouton, the principal of... Uh, Rock Hill High School Newly coming on. selected, yeah. Taking over for selected. the great. Congratulations. Dustin Toth, who's taking over the brand new Wildcats at Walnut Grove. Go Cats. And so Meow. Dustin Toth will be our third uh, or fourth guest, really. And so it's really exciting stuff and the really great information and content that's going to be coming y'all's way. We're excited to dive into our wonderful town here in Prosper. Let's go. Let's get it done. I like it. Awesome. Play me out some music there, sweet Lou. Hey, drive careful mm. all the way home tonight, all right? <laughs>